Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, what's up, Progressive Overload fam? Welcome back to the table. It is I, Dustin, your wonderful host, joined by the also wonderful Adam. Yes, I am. I have made it to the wonderful category, and then there's Joe Copeland. And what do we say about him? Bonjour, Mister Wonderful. How's that, Mister Wonderful? Yeah. Like the like the shark from Shark Tank. Yes, uh, except not. Except with a little less uh, green. <laughs> a lot less money. <laughs> a lot less green in oh, the old my pockets. Yeah. At least I love Jesus for now. Well, there you go. There's that, <laughs> um, and we're grateful for that. Um, I have to throw this out here as we get started. I ran across this today. It's something called Banana Ball. Have you ever seen the... Banana Ball? It's like a spin on baseball. This is actually a league. Um, Let me give you a couple of the rules just for fun. Uh, I'm really interested to see if this comes close enough to us to go watch. Um, Okay. If you step out of the batter's box, it's a strike. Okay. If you attempt a bunt, it's an ejection. Oh, is this a Savannah Bananas? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so if you... Like if every foul ball if or every ball that uh-huh. gets caught by a fan is an out. And so uh-huh. I think that's fantastic because yeah. it, it's like instant okay. gratification that you're yeah. in the game. Have you seen any other videos I, on social media? I know exactly what you're talking about. I know what you're referring to. Yes. Is this you announcing your athletic debut? Uh, No. <laughs> I would kill to be on the Savannah Bananas. It would be a lot of fun. I, um, that might be a little extreme there, Joe. Well, Kill? Not, not literally murder. I would. I mean, I would just love to do it. Okay, well, that's fair enough. It's figure seems, of speech. It seems like a um, intramural sports league that just got really out of control. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it looks like an extreme intramural sports. But now they're nationally known. Like they're doing tours. Right. And, and yeah, dude, they're yeah. so much fun. Can I just say, like, who needs the MLB? Can we just go watch that? That like, would be yeah. fine, yeah. Sure. I think so. Professionalize that. The way yeah. most professional sports are going these days, it's probably going to end up being something like that. There you go. You know? Anyway, back to the subject. Uh, so random, but so, yeah. I was very, very yeah, random. Well, back on topic, uh, how are you guys? <laughs> I'm good, man. I, uh, good. I've enjoyed this last week. It's good. Nailing down the nutrition. Man, um, you're, you're out there going for PRs and... Every day, dude, baby. It's it's been fun to see you kind of... I wouldn't say not even get back in the swing of things. Like, no, it's it's just, it's been fun to see you swing at the next goal. Yeah, I guess yeah. is is best way I can put it. Yep. Um, I hit a milestone this last weekend. I, I sent you a video, Joe. Yeah. Um, I tried squat for I think it was the third time I'd done it. Oh yeah. Um, and was like, hey, let's just see. I stopped at one eighty five. I did. I pulled off one eighty five, which I felt was pretty good. I'm excited to continue yeah, to, to learn and grow from that. The barbell um, squat is so technical, and you picked it up pretty quick, so I was proud of you. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's it was fun for me because I started to add up my max, what I've done on bench press, deadlift, and squat. And you already know, so I'm not going to ask you, Joe. Adam. With my bench, deadlift, and squat, what do you think I'm sitting at? Oh, my goodness. Um, He's chasing that 1,000-pound club. Yeah. I am chasing I'm going to say it. bench press, deadlift, and squat. Mm-hmm. You're sitting at 600. 655. Okay. 655. Sweet. It was a, And that was the increase from 
my squat because I had only done 95, and so I was sitting in the 500-pound area. Yeah. Um, well, above 500, but in the five to 600 range. And uh, so I jumped up and tried 135 just because I wanted to see how one plate felt. It felt good, so I tossed on some more, did 185, added the numbers up. I was like, man, I... It was a milestone for me. I hit the 600-pound club. I just cool. I can see it. Like, one year from now, you're going to come into the wellness center, <laughs> and you're going to have this really cool-looking shirt that says 1,000-pound club on the back of it. I, I don't know. I I seriously am going to pursue that. I am going to yeah. chase that. Um, I'm I'm trying to. I've got a lot. i got a lot of ground to cover before then. Oh, yeah. Um, no, but it's good. But it's been fun. It's good. You I guys are. It. Let me. If I go back to the baseball, well, y'all are swinging for the fences. That's so right. That's that's it. That's good. To, it's good to that's do it. that occasionally. Yeah. Um, it's all part of. Um, you know how in Christianity we the, we, the Christian word sanctification. Yeah. Um, it's that process. Just that, that process mm-hmm. and that pursuit, and and that's totally what what fitness and, and especially the topic today of nutrition is. Yeah. It's a process of learning how to have a healthy relationship with food. It's a process of learning how to approach diets and, uh, you know, meal plans and macros and, and anxieties around food and relate. Like I said, it's, it's all just a process of learning what works for you and what, what doesn't. And so, of course, um, I really want to tackle that today. How about, uh, does that sound fun to y'all? Yeah, Yeah, it it does. I think, uh, I think really with where we're at and, and we've discussed and we each have some personal goals that we're reaching for in our own lives. Yeah. Um, in, in regards to our fitness and nutrition side of things with life, um, I think nutrition is one part where we're really like, man, I need to key in on some some nutrition, right? At least that's where I'm at. Yeah. Is uh, I'm I'm having fun. I'm I'm back in the gym. Like it's not a struggle for me to go. Like I, I'm back to the point of I have to be there. I mm-hmm. I plan to go today just because oh, I want to. Yeah. Um. But nutrition is definitely the area that's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe I need a little work on that. Yeah. Um, so let's let's dig into yeah. today's topic and uh, see so, what, we have. Um, what we got, Joe. I think from the start of this podcast, one of one of my goals, if I could help get one m- message out there, is to fight the fear in food. There is so much fear mongering in food, and yeah. there are also is almost no black and white in nutrition and and anytime you are looking up information online or maybe being talked to by a a representative of some sort of program or something and uh, they tell you some sort of black and white piece of information it's almost always going to be linked to some sort of program some sort of something that you have to buy Um, and so there are things that uh, you can do to just make you make your nutrition balanced and, and, and not feel certain ways against food. And so, in 2022, the obesity rate is, which is now now is 2022. Yeah, that's now. it is 36 mm-hmm. percent. So more than one third of the people, and there's Ooh. three people in this room. So um, wait a minute, we're, we're driving that number up. Pause. <laughs> Did you just call me fat? 
I called. Does, does this statistic make me look fat? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, uh, yeah. So here's my question: As you look at that percentage, thirty-six yeah. percent of the population, yeah. um, how do you know if you make it into that category? What are the metrics yeah. that you look at? Because clinically, I f- I know from a fact, uh, clinically, yeah. I am obese. Mm-hmm. And sure. I, yeah. If you were to look at me, which, you know, no. I, I'm not a specimen, but absolutely. Yeah, yeah. like Dustin. Um, I know what you're saying. Yeah. But I'm not what the typical what you would think of when you think obese person. Yeah. Sure. So what do you yeah. look at when for you, those metrics? When you see these national numbers, they are solely usually solely based on BMI. Uh, okay. So a BMI over 32. Okay. Um, and that's mm-hmm. like a, that's the only purpose of BMI, and, and it's for those mass measurements of large scopes of people. I mean, obviously the government's not going to come in and uh, – put everybody through a DEXA scan or a, a underwater weighing scan to see if, you know, your body fat percentage, see if mm-hmm. you're actually clinically obese in that. But, um, still, uh, BMI over 30. I mean, if you look at like the 1980s, um, this number was in like the 12%. Yeah. Uh, and so obviously something is going wrong and that's yeah. really all I wanted to make that point with is, is something is obviously not right. Yes. There is an upward trend there that should be alarming. Yeah. And 20, uh, it was predicted to be at almost, uh, or over 51% by the year 2030. So that's only in Man. eight years. I feel so, like we're headed towards like Wally. Seriously. We are, dude. And that's, yeah. I love that movie, but it's also kind of scary because a lot of their predictions are, are already coming true. Um, so scientists out there are doing everything in their power to almost find a blame for this. And they're, they're, and they're almost all, linked to some sort like i said linked to some sort of backing uh uh, monetarily backing whether Mm it's going to benefit a certain company some way that sells a certain type of food or something like that and so they're almost all coming at some sort of macronutrient so i mean we saw we there was uh and you know at the beginning of our lives you know we were going through the low fat era era, Mm -hmm. scared of fat everything is low fat everything is no fat we're scared of fat and then um we were we are more recently going through the 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 carb phobia. Everybody's scared of carbs, um, which is awful because I love carbs. I know, right? Personally, I know. And then even now, we're kind of uh, in the last year or two, we're kind of seeing a a, a meat phobia, an, an a spe- specifically animal meat phobia, where where there's just so many powerful people Absolutely around the, the vegan and, the vegan and vegetarian world that are are really tr- starting to put a lot of fear mongering out there, based on um, animal meats and, and you so, know what i say to those people thank you because i'm gonna eat twice as much bacon <laughs> yes oh man <laughs> i'm gonna eat your portion for you if yeah if you are a vegan or vegetarian out there um and you think you're first of making, all i love you and <laughs> no, i'm sorry <laughs> wow and yeah, i don't mean this, is, this offensively but well, no uh, if you think you're making a change in the world by eating not eating meat, i promise you i'm eating your portion for you <laughs> Right. If you had seen my uh, plate, joking. I'm eating more than your portion of the meat. <laughs> I'm eating your portion of everything. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, no. as a uh, keto fanatic, meat is high on the priority yes. list for me. And and absolutely, a yeah. Person trying yeah, to yeah. put on muscle, it is the centerpiece of every single meal I eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, what do we do about this uh, fear monger? I guess fear mongering is the right word. It's yeah. influence. Scare tactics. Yeah, it's yeah. influencing and opinions that are tilted towards a specific end game yeah. mm-hmm. um, for a company like you said or for a diet plan or for yeah. 
the almighty dollar, if you exactly. go that yeah. far. Yeah, right. Uh, so what do we do? I mean, how do we start to combat this? Well, we have to understand that there, there are no unhealthy foods. There are only unhealthy behaviors. So let's tackle that. There's Man, can you say that again for yeah. the people yeah. in the back of the room? For, the, for those in the back, there are no unhealthy foods. There are only unhealthy behaviors. Mm-hmm. So if you heard that sentence and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Pizza's terrible for you. Oreos are bad. Uh, you know, fried French fries are bad. You know, if you feel that way, maybe uh, step a little closer, listen in, um, and let, let's let's really dive into that and figure out um, why you have such a negative relationship with that kind of food. Probably because you are practicing some sort of unhealthy behavior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, stepping back, we all struggle with this. This is not something that I've mastered. Uh, it's something Absolutely. I'm trying to fix myself currently and then also kind of change that message in the world that, that I fell to for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> when we think about unhealthy behaviors, we think, uh, what I, what I like to say is, is almost all of these chronic illnesses and obesity and lifestyle related illnesses, like your heart, heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, COPD, those are lifestyle related illnesses. They're not, be- they are, were not caused over eating fat or eating carbs. They were almost all caused by a overconsumption of these types of foods, mm-hmm. and then also on the on the other side of that is a um, a lack of movement. Um, so I feel like that is pr- if we can boil that all down to overconsuming calories and under exercising and under moving. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, to y'all. Yeah. Um, so if I think about this statement, no unhealthy foods, only unhealthy behaviors, I think about the fact, and we've said this before, you know, I've got to stop eating like a 12 year old. Yeah. Um, and so, well, and, and so here's what I think when I see that Mm -hmm. statement, I actually watched cause I have a 13 year old daughter. I watched her eat a Uh meal and I thought to myself, if I actually ate like she did, Mm -hmm. it would be okay. Yeah. But I can, what my problem is, is I eat like a. 12 year old with an adult appetite exactly <laughs> and so mm-hmm. the so that's what i see whenever i hear good. this statement yeah. yeah you know because the food that she has in her plate or that she's putting in her mouth or even my 10 year old son they're not actually eating the amounts of it that are devastating to their yeah. you know to their growth their development mm-hmm. you know yeah. to any of that yeah and so if i actually would eat like a 12 year old it'd be okay mm-hmm. it, i just can't do it like an a 12 year old with an adult exactly. appetite. Yeah. A slice of pizza or an Oreo or whatever in your mind thinks of that, that no, no food in the context of a calorie controlled balanced yeah. diet is yeah, absolutely, absolutely perfect. If for we you. sit down to eat, right. And you guys have a slice of pizza. There's nothing wrong with that. Like within your calorie range, right? If I have the rest of the pizza, we might <laughs> exactly. run into a problem, exactly. right? Like it, it's, portion it's okay yeah. it's Portions, only it's only thin right? crust it's thin crust it's thin crust, thin crust okay. less calories <laughs> um have to have the ranch on top of it right. absolutely canadian bacon oh my gosh i want pizza yeah we're going to eat pizza after yeah this, right because no, we just, can because we we'll should just add a really delicious colorful salad and fill uh, it now with that. that we've caught up on our pizza references from the last like 20 episodes without one right. um oh, <laughs> let's man. continue so um if you've ever felt, uh, if you ever went online and found a influencer or a nutrition expert in quotations, 
or uh, a blog post or well yeah or a blog post or something like that and you felt anxiety or fear from what the information that you had learned there you are have most likely succumbed to their attention grabbing efforts of getting you to like, follow, share, buy a program, buy a product, buy a system, become a health coach within their system, um, or <laughs> very minimally subscribe to their channel to support their monetary their, pursuits. Exactly. Yeah. If if you yeah. if you hear a piece of information, you're like, oh my gosh, I have that in my pantry right now. I and all of my family are going to get cancer for eating that. Um, you you are a, a product of or you are their target market of feeling like that. Yeah. So. Um, that's, you know, I did a quick little Google search and I just, I kind of wrote down a couple things that, that I found that were on the very top. And all these I are, said, these are very interesting. All I said was, are, uh, are carbs healthy? And that's the only thing I typed in Google. And number one was, uh, a title from a, uh, article call said, does eating grains destroy your brain? And it was by a Dr. David Perlmutter or whatever. And then, you know, he went through all this information of if you eat carbs, you're going to get um, dementia. You're going to get Alzheimer's. This, that, or the other. And, and then. Oh, wait. There's a link at the bottom. Buy my new book called Grain Brain and avoid getting dementia. And, and so, like, <laughs> if I'm, if I'm uh, you know, not a uh, um, smart consumer there and I, I'm vulnerable and I'm, I'm afraid of that, maybe I have a grandma who had that, um, which I did. And, oh, crap, I'm scared of that now so i'm gonna go buy this book and so yeah. he just got you um a twitter post uh that was headlined um whole grains are the worst possible foods you can put in your mouth um who wrote this oh a uh, atkins keto diet coach um who was selling coaching for um uh, the low carb diet yeah wow yeah how convenient and, hmm. how convenient yeah. and then <laughs> Uh, there was this other one that was just ridiculous, and I can't believe it was like the third on the search. It said, here are the four most common household foods that kill 15 million people per year. I was oh like, my goodness. literally just saying, and it was like saltine crackers and something like that. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? You're going to sit here and scare people that they're, oh my gosh, I gave wow. my kid a saltine can, uh, cracker last week. They're going to, I mean, they're going to die. Oh my gosh. Please help me. Wow. I'll give me, I'll give you all my money to coach me. Blah, 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 blah. So the, I think the bottom line is sensationalistic messages sell yeah, very if, well. If they can appeal to you in some sense that, that connects with, like you said, family and, and think, oh, man, dementia, my, my grandma had that, yeah. or um, connects with, oh, that's my pantry right now. If yeah. they can get a reaction out right. of you, they got you sold. They've, they've done what they anticipated yeah. doing. Yeah, that's the right word, Dustin, the reaction. They mm -hmm. want yeah. some visceral let exactly. me get you to explode and, and think without thinking, you know, yeah. react yeah. without thinking whenever we should actually take the time to read and then respond. And yeah. so there's a difference between the reacting and the responding. That's like, I'm going to pick on the salting crackers thing, right? That's like, imagine somebody was to sit here without drinking water and just eat saltine after saltine after saltine until they just died. And then we're like, oh, salting crackers, they kill people. Literally. They Literally. kill people, and we qualify by it. Well, it did happen. I'm yeah. not lying. It did happen. Um, the demon is the, in the dose. The self part of what happens has to be taken into account at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when when we 
scare people like that and we say this is the food that's killing you or this there's this sort of ingredient in this food and, it, and it's killing you. it's completely removing ourselves from the equation right. and it's putting the yeah. blame all on this type of food demonizing this type of food and not taking it into like, account let, our let's actions be real if we take in everything we could eat with food right and say oh well this ingredient or this ingredient or this thing or that thing if we were to take a poll and just remove all of those things from w- our pool of what we could eat, what would we be left with? Water. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like if we were going to play that game, then yeah. there is nothing out there that somebody hasn't had some kind of reaction to or eaten too much of and gotten sick or this and that. And yeah. If we're going to guard that so heavily, we're going to be left with a very unhealthy approach to what mm-hmm. good food is yeah yeah so is it you're talking about basically how it, this relates to our health and if you go the route of weight because so many people put a, a heavy premium on that mm. then you need to weight these statements as well and so yeah. as you're you're going through try to try to actually and i'm gonna jump ahead just for a second but we are technically, as the three of us, or even the church, the body of Christ, we are safer when we do theology and community yeah. mm-hmm. because I can I can put so much emphasis or weight on one particular piece of Scripture, yeah. and I have a group of people to come around me and go, yeah, that's important, but there's, an- <laughs> there's another yeah. side to this, and yeah. there's a whole other layer to this or several layers to this that mm-hmm. we should discuss as well. And so as we're talking about, weight and food I, I think about how much weight and value we put into topics and yeah. statements that we yeah. read exactly so yeah, yeah. no that's good it's true because it has to be on it has to be true because it's on the internet right of course right <laughs> and so um that's the uh, kind of the rule i found this uh this statement from a uh, a registered dietitian on fugicate um it's a really good uh website for for i feel like it's unbiased health, uh, nutrition information so go check that out Um, But I loved what he said. He said, the food blame game is another embarrassingly obvious example of how we seem to continually uh, grasp for eating truths and absolutes in society devoid of a food culture yet overflowing with food. So I loved that a lot and I really resonated with that. It's it's it we're grasping for some sort of absolutes where absolutes do not exist. Does that make sense? Um, Yeah. So I think now that we kind of... We want that quick thing that we can blame and say, oh, if I just remove that, everything else is golden. Exactly, because that's easy. If I remove that within a month, I'm going to have my dream physique. Right, yeah. And that's not how it works. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. And if somebody tells you it's that easy, that all you have to do is remove this from your diet and you're good, then they they are are very wrong. lying. Liars. Liars. Um, so now that we kind of we've established the truth, you that know, it's fear mongering is out there. Fear mongering is out there. You're absolutely right, and it's not just out there. It is wreaking havoc. Oh, absolutely, it is causing so much damage. Toxicity. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it because it doesn't even it doesn't end with just the nutrition. It doesn't. There's no. No. there's so many different no messages that we hear and read and i don't want to dive into this too much but um you you are scared into a particular habit or a particular lifestyle 
because if you do it the wrong way, then the message is out there that you're going to die. Yeah. And so, um, and really that all goes back to removing our, ourselves, the yeah. human element of it all. Yeah. And we let sure. what we hear dictate what yeah. we do. Yeah. And, and so. you're right. It is a whole nother topic, but the, the, the message of media is almost always fear there. I mean, somebody sits down and watches Fox news or CNN news or whatever yeah. news channel, you are not going to walk away from that feeling good about your, about the world or the current state of our world. You are going to be scared. You are going to be, <laughs> I mean, and they're, yeah. So, uh, maybe we, the whole m- message should be just media is the devil, even though we're, uh, <coughs> technically that's us. Media. <laughs> is yeah. this like an episode, like a water boy spinoff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If y'all know Everything's the devil, mama. <laughs> no, mama, the media's the devil. <laughs> At least y'all understood the no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> so let's talk about the damage that is done from fear mongering. Um, and I think the number one that that the number one piece of damage that happens is it creates food phobias. Uh-huh. So I know uh, I've I've been pretty open about my journey, and I went through a, a probably a year's time where I was hardcore keto, and um, it it screwed me up in so many ways. And in that, even coming off of keto, even now, yeah. I think about eating a peach or a strawberry or an apple, and I'm or a banana, and I'm like, oh crap, there's so much sugar in here. And then I just have to punch myself in the face and realize. That's not bad for me, you know, in the context of keto. Yes, it might be because of the sugar content, but I should never be scared of eating a whole natural food. Yeah. And yeah, so Joe, Joe's that guy that walks through the grocery store, stops through the fruit section, looks at it, mm, and just hits himself in the face yeah. and grabs it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm going to see what happens when he hits himself in the face. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. we should take a trip to the grocery store after this. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of curious. Well, even now, like it, it's, it's hurt me so much that sometimes around some carbs, I feel like I do not have control of myself. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. understand that. For yeah. Sure. I'm sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's a damaging relationship with food. If you if you feel like you have lost control, um, that is obviously a, a very, very bad place to be. Yeah. You know, for me, as these different forms of media, because I mean, I do a lot of social media stuff, right? And so I see a lot of these messages and, and hear, and there's a lot that I stop and listen to. Not that I follow what they say at, by any means, but man, like I cannot tell you how many times I've heard different like people speaking on different subjects or whatever, or even similar subjects, and it's like they're talking against each other. Oh yeah. And then it leaves me, the viewer going, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Those two things conflict. And I end up confused. And it's like, which exactly. one's speaking truth, which one's speaking yeah. falseness. Like which one, like where does the truth lie in the mess that's been presented before me? Yeah. And that's what fear mongering does. It creates a vast amount of confusion. Yeah. I, I thought that carbs were bad. Yeah. But this guy says carbs are good. Yeah. And wait, I thought fat was bad. What we can wait, eat we can wait, eat avocados now? I, I need it? Yeah. Huh. Wait, it's an essential uh, macronutrient and if I don't eat fat I will die? Wait. Yes, that is true. Wait, red meat is it, gonna kill me? Just like everything else if uh, I eat it. It's in gonna clog your arteries. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy the uh, the messages and and really like the depth to which they speak like just with a few words 
there is so much meaning packed into it, right? Yeah. That uh, if we were to follow it, man, like like you said, when you committed to that keto to uh, really an unhealthy extent, yeah. like it, it, it left waves. Absolutely, yeah. And that was three years ago, and it still affects me. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's still something I'm fighting every day. I understand. Yeah, I know. And Adam, Adam you're, you're a keto guy, and, and, and I'm sure you're, I mean, I'm sure you feel some of these things. I do, actually. I, I feel it's it's strange because it's you think about eating something and feeling guilty about eating it. Yeah. It's that, yeah. that whole mindset of not just that I'm going to eat more calories, yeah. but I'm going to eat macronutrients that are devastating to the diet that i've chosen yeah yeah (laughs) yeah for for the within the confines of a keto diet you know obviously carbs are bad i mean if you're in ketosis and you have you know over your your allotment of carbs you might get Mm -hmm. kicked out of ketosis and everything you worked for was um for gnaw or whatever well but kind of but still i've i've figured out i've hopefully in the last six months after we stopped our our made Uh our main uh what do we call it challenge Challenge. yeah Yeah, the first one I've hopefully achieved a little bit more balance with that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard to, it's hard to have balance with carbs and keto yeah. uh, because Very you, yeah. you want, you, you begin to crave some of those things that you, mm-hmm. you, but you just, I've had to realize, you know, this is not detrimental to my health to mm-hmm. the, to the extent that I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it goes back to, for me as to, can I weigh this out on a scale and go, yeah, I would like to, eat this but i would like to eat just enough of it to satisfy exactly, myself and yeah. not yeah not be unhealthy yeah and that's true wellness that's true true health and true and i like what you said there joe true wellness i would say um very much includes a healthy relationship with food of course and the message in the and as we're calling it the fear mongering this message of there are these unhealthy foods subscribing to those ways of thought leaves us almost with a unhealthy or counterproductive to a healthy of course view of food yeah, absolutely and that affects our ability to reach for true wellness yeah yeah because true wellness includes a balanced diet that you're not overindulging you know what foods your body reacts well with and you know what foods sometimes your body doesn't react well with and it, it's it's almost like uh like i said at the beginning it's part of the sanctification of learning your body mm-hmm. um <clears throat> there's a have you all heard of the glycemic index i've talked about this a, bit, a little bit before heard of it yes yeah, so don't, don't yes. use it <laughs> yeah so it, it don't know what it means it kind of ranks foods on how uh fast they spike your insulin um basically mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. um so it has there's numbers and and i'm not going to get into it but um it basically tells you this food um spikes your insulin better or higher than this food and so it's okay um a lot it's been followed for a very long time um but what has been happening over the last couple years is uh people using continuous glucose monitors um all day long and -hmm. paying attention to those numbers with different types of food that they're eating. And what they've noticed is say, for instance, uh, uh, a regular russet potato versus a sweet potato on the glycemic index, the, the white potato, um, will spike your insulin way higher than the sweet potato. Interesting. But then what we're, what we're noticing with people wearing these CGMs is 
one person might eat a sweet potato and it's going to spike, but the other person might eat a sweet potato and it stays level. Or the same thing, some uh, this person uh-huh. that the sweet potato didn't spike, the white potato will, and the person that the sweet potato did spike, the white potato won't. So what I'm trying to say is things are way more individual than what we had previously believed, especially regarding insulin uh, sensitivity. Yeah. Right? And so I think it's important to know that like we said time and time again, there's very little black and white and we have to go through the process of learning our body sure, and how it reacts. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. Just to think about the fact that I could eat the same meal that you could and have yeah. a completely different exactly. physiological response yeah. to it. Exactly. Um, and that's why, you sure. know, a cookie cutter diet yeah. may not work for everyone. Yeah. What worked for me will not work for you guys and vice versa exactly we each have our own needs yeah public service announcement if a personal trainer offers you a written out detailed meal plan run away one it is out our scope of practice two it is teaching you nothing about your behaviors it is telling you tell me what to eat tell me what to do i don't want anything to do with it Yeah. yeah teaching behaviors teaching how to learn these things is what a good trainer will do and a really good trainer will say go speak with a registered dietitian because this is mostly out of my practice. There um, you go. Anyways, yeah, a little PSA there. Um, re- let's talk about flip, flipping the script. Okay. And so as we talk about fear and anxiety and the, the feeling of being out of control around certain foods, and I yeah. think in our context we're talking about carbs for the most part because that's where we've, we've kind of been through that. Carbs. Yeah, because if we get... Uh, so like I get nervous going to Olive Garden, like <laughs> I I know That's that funny. if I get there and they set those breadsticks in front of me, there's no way I'm I can keep myself from eating one, and so I almost like I don't want to go there. Um, versus having the control where I would love to go enjoy one breadstick and and be totally satisfied by it, right. rather than I you know. They see, yeah. they tell me it's unlimited and I'll say, I will put that to the test, you know, and <laughs> you so have to kick me out. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So keep them coming. You young bucks. You just get a few more years under your belt. You'll figure out portion control. <laughs> your body I, will tell you. <laughs> my body has told me that I have, I'm in that process right now. Oh man. So if, if you feel those feelings, um, flipping the script, um, is going to help you over time. And what I mean by that is. Instead of going in there and saying, oh, I can't have this food. It is unhealthy food. It is bad for me. It's going, it's, it's unhealthy, blah, 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 whatever you say. Change that mindset and say, you know what? I'm going to allow myself to have this and that's okay. It's, yeah. it's available for me to eat. Um, but I also understand that it may just not be uh, well aligned with my goals. And literally keeping it at that. Uh-huh. Allowing yourself to have it if you want it. But also on the other side, understanding that it may not align with my goals. Yeah, and and to me, it almost seems like what you're expressing there is just watch the language with which you yeah. talk to yourself. For even sure. um, instead of me sitting down and having that slice of pizza and going, "Man, I blew it for today. Yeah, I I, I broke my diet. I cheated. I." This is bad for me. I shouldn't have this, but I did. And feeling guilty over it to say, it's okay because I have the control. I can approach this in a healthy way, in a way that my body will react well because I know it will. 
and uh, and I can leave satisfied and be comfortable with where I'm at. Yeah. Is, I mean, that just feels like wellness to me. That feels like yeah. what health should be. Positivity. Yeah. Have uh, I've I discovered this page on Instagram, and I'm actually gonna have her on the podcast. Um, I'll tell fill you guys in on that later. I mentioned it to Adam, but uh, I resonated a lot with her videos, mm-hmm. and I better pull it out just so I can give her a plug. Um, and then I'll get her on our uh, podcast at some point. But it's called Nourished Soul Wellness. That's her Instagram handle. And she is a uh, a body positivity health coach uh, that helps sure. people kind of break the binge and restrict cycle and everything like that. And those are the videos that that I uh, found her um, through, and I just really resonated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that she talked about, the scarcity mindset, we've brought that up before in our uh, the Preacher's Kid Mentality episode, um, sure. where <clears throat> whenever we, our mind thinks that we can't have something, we have the scarcity mindset. This is uh, there's not very much of the, of this, and now that once you have your you allow yourself to have it, you eat all of it because you don't know when it's going to be available again. And and she actually explained to me or in her video, not to me directly, that this is actually a a physiological process in our brain. It's not it's not a fact that we're just failures. <laughs> in in life and that we have no control and we're out of control and we have no discipline it's actually a physiological biological process in our brain that we've developed over mm-hmm. like we've talked about um over the thousands and thousands of years of of evolving into the type of human we are now when when our ancestors had that scarcity mindset where i don't know when i'm going to have this food available again they ate it all at once um, and so that's kind of where that comes from. Whenever we see those those binging um, type of behaviors, okay, it comes from that physiological process that, said, that your brain tells you, "I need to eat all of this right now because, like I said, I don't know when it will be available again." And so that was very helpful for me because um, one that that tells me really cool science information, but it also kind of gives me uh, teaches me to give myself some grace, not yeah. beat myself up, my, beat myself up over it. Um, and so. Because, like we've talked about before, once you feel that feeling of crap, I'm a piece of junk, and I just ate too much, and I'm I'm a once failure. once I fail once, I might as well just oh, exactly well, and scratch so, the day. Yeah, right. So I'm thinking about a person that I know that uh, experienced the Great Depression. Oh, okay. Wow. And so you're talking about this physiological mindset there, yeah. or this response that we have, mm-hmm. and because they experienced that as a child. Uh, if you were to go into their pantry now, it's bigger than this room that we're sitting in. Right. And there's food everywhere yeah. and probably food that's gone out of date. Uh-huh. And you know how non-perishables actually have a date, most of them. <laughs> right. But they have perished because they've yeah. been in there for so long. But that's just the mindset that they yeah. have because I experienced this once. I don't ever want to experience it again. Yeah. And so there's there's a, probably a lot of truth to what, what she's saying about yeah. this is just is a real mental game mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. And I've yeah. seen it uh, also ex- expressed through um, kids that are in the uh, system, if you want to go yeah. that route, you know, because they may not know when their next meal when is going to happen. And so when they sit down to a meal, they're going to eat everything that you yep. give them and keep eating until they get sick. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and so even though some of us have not been through those two things, or maybe some of you have, if you're listening, you understand where that comes from. Yeah. And so you kind of have to flip the script or flip the switch on and go, Hey, 
you know, I can have this and I can have just enough yeah. of it because I can get it anytime I want exactly, at yeah. this point mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and yeah, so yeah. I, I think that's a good point and I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking through another thing as well. We, they were talking about nutrition and how it there, there's no real absolute, yeah. <laughs> um, for every person, you know, this is absolutely going to work. This yeah. is, you know, mm-hmm. or this is absolutely going to kill you. There's, right. there's really no absolute in nutrition, yeah. but it leads us to a mindset of thinking we can do that spiritually as well. Yeah. Right. And so mm-hmm. when we have that mindset, you know, of if we would flip the script on that and go, yeah, there is an absolute, yeah. then it might make a difference spiritually because there are, yeah. you know, and I, and I go back to someone that might even say, you know, I don't believe there is a God. Well, for you to know that, <laughs> you would have to go back to all the way eternity past yeah. and all the way eternity future right. and check the log <laughs> right. and see if there is a God. And since none of us can do that, yeah. you can't say that. That and takes so, more faith than our faith. <laughs> right. And so I, I think about flipping the script in a reverse way spiritually yeah. to go, hey, there is an absolute um, and it's found in Christ and it's found in Scripture and it's found in Absolutely. what Jesus did on the cross. And Absolutely. And so I, I thought I'd throw that in there as we kind of head for home today. Yeah, right. Um, but what do you guys think about that? I think uh, I think you're absolutely right. And and what resonated with me is when you started talking about having the mindset of there is an absolute within our spiritual life, within our approach with our faith. Um, to me, it almost seems like we have the right ma- the right mindset in the wrong place, right? Um, within our fitness and nutrition, we, we want there to be absolutes. We're, we're so passionate on pursuing those absolutes, even when they don't exist, but we need to take that mindset and apply it instead of to this, to our faith, because there is an absolute there. And in, in, in reverse, we have this this mindset sometimes within our spiritual life where we don't see or pay attention to or want the absolute that is there. And we need that mindset applied to the way we approach our health and fitness um, in in some sense, but no within, hopefully that made sense somewhat. It did to me kind of um, hopefully tracked, but especially within our, our faith journey um, as we look into scripture we we see it is abundantly apparent that there is an absolute. There is an absolute. Um, and we see that as in, in, in many ways, there is absolutely a message that should be shared within Scripture. Yeah. There is absolutely the message of the gospel that is complete and true and, you know, God's word is inerrant. This might be too long, too long of an answer to my question, but how do you explain that to a non-believer? I think you have to really get into the definition of mm. what if you can figure out what they think about God, you can think yeah. about figure out what they think about most of everything else. Yeah, because yeah. if you the higher your view or standard of God is, the higher your view of sin will be, the higher your standard of relational, you know, aspects of your life will be. So as the, typically there is a correlation between how they view God and how they live their life. 
I see. And so I, I always try to go back to what do they think about God? Who is God? Mm-hmm. You know, what do they think yeah. about Christ and the work on the yeah. cross? Yeah. Um, and keep it very, um, keep it in simple you know, simple terms. Yeah. Not because they're not smart because a lot of people are very intelligent. Sure. That, oh yeah. That, you know, just don't believe. Yeah. But some of it is just, uh, words that have been poorly defined. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. Words sure. that beg for definition. Yeah. And, um, absolutely. Um, we just talked about this on Sunday, but I'm going to throw it in. Just, we were talking about the word sin and we usually think about the word sin being a, a fruit word. Like what do I see happening? And that is the result of sin, not sin itself. Not sin, yeah. sure. sin itself is a relational term yeah. where the relationship mm-hmm. between us and God has been broken. Wow. And yeah. so and when you can redefine some of those things for non-believers, they begin to hopefully come to the to grips with, okay, this has just been poorly explained to me, just kind of like we're talking about with these foods. Yeah. And because now I have knowledge, now I have power. And because I have power, you know, the power I can make an informed decision. So yeah, that's really good. I love that a lot. The sin is a a relation. It's a relation relational word. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Instead of a fruit word. Well said. Yeah. Awesome. It is the root. It ain't the fruit. There you go. Boom. All right. Hopefully that wasn't too much information for you guys, but I think y'all are smart. So y'all probably figured it out. And if you have any questions, contact Joe. That's yes. right. Let me know. I will. I would love to. Um, if I feel like I can help you, I would love to help you. If not, yeah. I'll make sure I can find somebody that can. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We uh, look well, forward guys. to being able to interact with you guys more this week. And yeah. uh, stay tuned for future plans and updates from the Progressive Overload Podcast. Amazing. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives.